Hey everybody, welcome to the program. I'm Daniel Day, your host, and we have just heard an incredible message by Pastor Eddie Lee. Pastor Lee, thank you so much for that great message. Well, it comes from the Lord, I'm sure, if it's good. <laughs> Amen. Uh, what I'd like to do for the next few moments is help our listeners uh, drill a little deeper into a portion of your message where you were speaking about your father and your relationship with your father and how that was kind of interconnected into fixing up cars and being in the, in the garage. And, and that just sounds like a tremendous um, relationship building time with your dad. And I'd like you to just unpack that a little more for us. You know, talk to us about fatherhood. Talk to us about how important it is for a father to be present in their children's lives. Okay. With me, of course, it was uh, uh, very privileged because we lived right next door to my dad's little auto repair garage. And uh, I just grew up in that garage. And when I was 10 years old, well, he began to show me how to do some things. And, and uh, then uh, that relationship, uh, though, of course, helped me uh, well, I guess to see how easy it was to that I had a heavenly father that loved me because my earthly father loved me. I know so many of our young men and women don't have that today. And uh, uh, so we have to help them along with that. But with me, and I would like for fathers and dads to know and understand how important it is. It's just so important to be there for your children. Uh, maybe uh, not so much of quantity of time as I had, but quality of time when you are with them. Uh, listen to them, hear them, uh, understand your child. And uh, because that's, that helps them have a stability that uh, nothing else can. God just yeah. put it together that way. And now you're doing the same thing with, with your son and your grandson You've yeah. spent time with them in the gym and they're probably more skilled than most their age, uh, you know, on their way around the garage, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they've, they've learned some, of course, you know, it was dad's occupation. Then it became my occupation in my early years. And so uh, they don't know near as much about uh, mechanics as I do <laughs> yeah. because they just didn't take to it like that. But, but we spent time that yeah. working on cars. And things. You know, what some may not know is um, uh, back in uh, the mid 2000s, I was Pastor Lee's youth pastor. And this was when Sarah and I were newlyweds. And I didn't know um, split peas from onions uh, with regards to uh, working on a car. And you taught me how to change a tire on a, on a big church van. I don't know if you remember that or not. But uh, <laughs> so you even... Uh, dropped a, a few uh, nuggets down my way as well. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> and uh, you've certainly been like a spiritual dad to me. Um, oh. But I, I really would like for you, though, to to help us to understand identity a little bit, yeah. because you had talked in your message about how you yeah. had begun to uh, identify with the place of the garage and that environment and you identified yourself with a location and that that tends to be what men do we we identify ourselves with a location 
maybe it's a job, a career, or we identify ourselves with what we produce, or maybe yeah. we identify ourselves with a hobby like hunting or fishing or golfing or some other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, help us to understand the difference between uh, doing a good job with your work and having pride in your work, but not finding your identity in what you produce. Yes. Well, I mean, there is a certain, you know, the way God has wired us with our talents and abilities and the things that we enjoy, there is, uh, there, there, that there's a way that we do uh, identify in life with, with those things. But, uh, I guess what I was meaning about finding identity, uh, only in Christ, as far as really knowing who you are down deep inside. And no matter what you do in life, when you find your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ, then you're going to do a better job in the other things that you identify with in your life that you enjoy doing or the good job that you do. And all of us in our work or our hobbies, it should be something that we enjoy when at all possible. And uh, the job that we do, we men are, uh, we are task oriented. Uh, God has wired us that way for the most part. Men get their self-worth in who they are uh, because of what they do. Uh, in other words, get their self-worth in, in, what they do, what they accomplish. Uh, while a woman gets their self-worth in who they are in relationship to the man in their life, whether it's a little girl and their daddy, or whether it's a woman and their husband. And uh, since we're wired that way, that's why we men have a hard time sometimes uh, relating to our wives because they really want to know that we understand them. And, uh, but we've got our mind on the next task we need to get done. And so we need to learn how though to give our wives the, the kind of attention that uh, they need from us, help them know that we, we are trying to understand them, understand where they're coming from, understand what they feel because they are feeling more and we just want to get through with one thing so we can go do another thing. And we have a tendency to find our identity then in what we accomplish rather than who we are in God. And uh, so I hope that helps. Sure. By that a little bit. Let me just follow up then. Um, maybe you can just speak for yourself. How have you been able to do that? I know you're human like any of us and you've probably had to struggle with it from time to time, yeah. uh, just like any man would. Um, but over the course of years, how have you managed to keep yourself centered on Christ and find your identity consistently in him rather than in your position there as a pastor? Well, good. It's just uh, through a personal, uh, time with the Lord, personal walk with God. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to compartmentalize a lot of things, but but one thing that I've done, even while I was still working with my father in the garage, in fact, as a young married man, I began to spend time alone with God early in the morning before I met with anybody. 
and I wasn't studying for a sermon. I wasn't preparing to preach. I was just alone with God, reading his word. How does it apply to me? And getting to know God in a personal way. And I've just kept that up through the years. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that's what's done it. That, I, I think I mentioned maybe in that sermon that, uh, you know, when I was in my 1940 Ford, uh, my hot rod car, uh, I knew who I was as a kid in school, you know, in, in high school. But, uh, you know, I didn't identify with the jocks too good, uh, all the guys that were overcoming in sports because I didn't identify with uh, my the studies as well as I should. Uh, boy, easy to get bored in an English class or a history class, but I was thinking about cars and I couldn't wait to get out and go work on a car. And uh, so I had to, you know, realize back away from that. And when I really began to seek the Lord on a daily basis, just to know him, then I found who I was in the Lord. And then it helped me with everything else. And it helped me not to be over involved in, in things that I would have found my identity in had I not found my real identity in Christ. Yeah, that's so good. You know, something you taught me was, uh, that goes right along with this, something you passed on to me. You said, prayer before people and people before paper. Prayer that's before good. people and people before paper. So starting off with prayer and, and then the real work is the people and then the paperwork is the least important. But sometimes we get it backwards and maybe it's not paperwork today. Maybe it's checking emails or checking social media or doing something on the computer. We, we flip it. We put God on the back burner. We deal with our emails first, people second, and then God last. And that's, that's backwards. And uh, maybe you'd like to weigh in on that for a moment. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and I have to discipline myself often with that too, because, uh, and what I mean by that, you know, prayer and just being alone with God at first, it, but then you deal with people because we are pastors and we certainly, and even if we weren't pastors though, if you're just, you have a different kind of a job than we do, you, you want to put your family next, people, people you love and you care for, and even people that you work with. So when you go into work, uh, you know, if there's other people around, but you've got so focused on your work that you're about to do until you don't even say good morning or hello or how are you doing? You, so we need to care for people and then do, deal with the work that we have to do. So good. Uh, I'd like to just give you one last moment to offer a word of encouragement to the men. Um, if you could think of it this way, you know, if you could wave a, a magic wand and help the men to immediately start doing this, you know, if you could say, okay, if I could really make all men do this one thing, what would you want them to start doing immediately? Wow. Well, if you don't have a, a prayer life and a, a consistent daily time alone with God, well, that's it. I mean, you know, I spend at least an hour to two hours every day alone with the Lord in prayer and Bible study. But, uh, but everybody can't do that because they have a different job, right? 
and uh, different responsibilities. But if you can just chisel out 15 to 30 minutes alone with God every day, tell him all that's on your heart and mind, and then listen to him and read his word, listen and read his word for 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, and thank him and praise him and just recognize his presence and uh, tell him, Lord, I want you with me all the time, every day, every moment of the day. And I want to be more cognizant of your presence, Lord. And so help me to be more aware of your presence. And you will be if you'll spend some time that's just alone with him. And, uh, you know, there may be days that it, it doesn't, that something happens and boy, it jerks you into a different mode early. But for the most part, everybody can do that most of the time. And That's if you good. do, if you do, you'll grow in your walk with God. Amen. Well, let's, let's do the other side of the coin on that question. If you could wave a magic wand and make all of the men watching today, stop doing one thing, what would you want them to stop doing that might be hindering them from finding their identity in Christ? Whoa. Well, it's according to what uh, each individual is doing, I guess. But uh, I, I would I would say uh, discipline yourself the way that uh, you use time that is not already programmed into your day. Stop wasting time. That's good. Whether it's with television or the internet or whatever. And, and if it's a habit that you know is messing you up spiritually or morally, stop it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That reminds me of that old SNL sketch where the guy says, hey, I've got, I've got some really good advice for you. And the, and the girl sits down to write it down. She go, he goes, no, 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 you won't need to take notes. You'll remember it. And he says, I'm going to give you some advice that's going to change your life. And she says, so she leans in and, uh, and the boss looks across the desk and says, Stop it. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Anyway. All right. Well, listen, Pastor Lee, thank you for your time. Thank you for the incredible advice, for spending some moments with us here to help us digest that incredible message. And I'd like for you to just say a word of prayer over us as we close. Oh, God. Father in heaven, we just thank you for your love and for your presence in our lives. Thank you for Pastor Daniel Day and Sarah and their precious family and their work, their pastoral ministry. And thank you for the men that they're influencing the families, but the men, I pray these for these men who are watching that you would help them, uh, Lord, to be so disciplined in their relationship with you until uh, it could just flow out into their everyday life and the sweet presence of the Lord would permeate and saturate everything else that they do and help them in the trials and difficulties of life because they are walking with you. We ask it in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Friends, we've been with Pastor Eddie Lee from Harvest Christian Center in El Paso, Texas. Brother Lee, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. God bless you.